0: What's up Vegas, my name is Jamie D and you're now tuned into the Jamie D Show live on KSHP AM 1400 and 107.1 FM. It is an amazing thirsty Thursday here in Las Vegas, Nevada. The weather is just right. The sun is beaming. We all look amazing out here with this awesome filter that Vegas has. (laughs) Super happy to have you all on the show today if you're tuned in live on kshp am 1400 and 107.1 fm in your car or online at kshp.com thank you so much but if you're also tuned in live on our youtube twitter facebook and twitch video live stream i want to say thank you as well because there are a lot of people listening in that aren't local to vegas so thank you for supporting me today we have a lot to talk about I'm going to get into the news headlines. I'm going to also get into our show rundown. We're going to talk about the gift card giveaway. And we also have an amazing guest today, Pastor Ramon Jones of Restoration Church, Las Vegas. So, excuse me, let's get into it. So for the news headlines of the day, there's a rideshare company in Atlanta that lets you travel with armed drivers. Who knew you would need security to just get from... Midtown to downtown. <laughs> if you have not lived in Atlanta, you, you you won't know what I'm talking about. Shannon Sharp calls John Morant out for lacking accountability about second gun incident. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not sure why this man keeps trying to play with guns, even if you are or not on live. You you should know better, dude. You're getting paid all that money to not play with guns. You joined that specific organization, knowing they had a specific culture. Get it together, Canadian wildfires cause orange skies throughout New York City and surrounding states. If you have not seen pictures of how New York looks, it literally looks like a army war zone in a third war country world country, and it's actually pretty scary. Tupac Shakur honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame about time that man is. Literally a legend. He has done so much for the hip-hop community, and they're just now giving him a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. (sighs) You see how they do our people. Mugshot of the Caucasian woman who killed Ajayk Owens, who was a mother of four, has been arrested, and her picture has been released. Again, I'm not giving that lady any publicity, so I'm not going to say that murderer's name, but I'm glad that the photo was released so we can see who are... Enemies are. Yeah, I'll I consider her an enemy because there's a lot of people out here who target our communities for no reason when all we're just trying to do is live, be great people, and create better lives for ourselves. It, ugh, just so tired of these situations happening over and over and over. Now, I do want to get into this live gift card giveaway because we have a free 50-minute massage to give away. This is By courtesy of Pastor Ramon Jones and the Restoration Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you call 702-221-7283, you could be the lucky winner of this free 50-minute massage. Again, courtesy of Pastor Ramon Jones and the Restoration Church here in Las Vegas. Just be the 29th caller at 702-221-7283. Now, we're about to get into this. Amazing conversation with Pastor Ramon Jones. Before I give you a synopsis about him, I just want to welcome into the show. How are you doing today, Good man?
1: Good morning, Jamie. Good D's morning. Show. I'm, I'm glad to be here this morning. Thank you so much for the invite. Excited to dialogue with you and see where it goes.
0: My pleasure. It's it's awesome having you here, and you have such a presidential voice. <laughs> You literally sound like the next president. I'm happy to have you here on this show (laughs) to talk about everything church, talk about everything media, and just talk about our modern society. Now, if you all don't know who pastor Ramon Jones is, he has been pastoring for close to 10 years now has been established in Las Vegas, Nevada for eight years with this family. He has a lovely wife who he's been married to for 23 years. Uh, coming up this 17th of June as well he has an 18 year old daughter and a 17 year old boy so he definitely is a family man here in Las Vegas and everywhere else he is the owner correct of Restoration Church here in Las the pastor, Vegas the pastor. the pastor of Restoration Church here in Las Vegas Nevada so welcome 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 how Thank are you. you doing
1: today I'm doing I'm doing well I'm doing I'm excited it, it is a beautiful day here in Las Vegas um I'm just excited to be here in a place I've never been before. Mm. Driven by several times. This is the first time in this studio. In hey. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good stuff to know that Las Vegas has some things literally right in the neighborhood. So thank you again. Appreciate My it. My pleasure. Live on the Jamie D show. This is your first Come time on. in the studio. Yeah,
0: somebody praised that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so pastor, let, let's get into the nitty gritty right. because okay. I really want to have a conversation about. Everything religion, everything church, okay. because there seems, and tell me if you agree or not, there seems to be a a target on the church nowadays, especially as it pertains to the media, sure. because you're seeing now a record-breaking number of people not attending church anymore mm. and not wanting to be a part of a religion, but wanting to be spiritual. Can you explain why that is?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I want to say this. I don't... Um, I don't come in here act, act, acting as if I know everything. So I want to make sure I'm very clear with that. But one of the things I have seen over the years, and I'm, I'm I got gray hair to show. I'm, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> aged. Don't judge me. Uh, but one of the things is that I found out growing up is that there are individuals and people in society seems to be getting tired of the status quo of just coming to come. Um, a lot of things can turn people off, uh, when you're going through, uh, challenging moments, divorce, uh, when you're going through the loss of a loved one and, and what we've all just experienced in a couple of years ago, COVID. The pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. The last thing you do is want to come to a place where all they're going to be doing is hyping about some finances, uh, things that you may never see what they're doing with it and, and no shot on anybody out there. But a lot of people just want something authentic and straight to the point, right? Speak truth to where I'm really at. And, uh, uh, get out of the way. It's not about you. Uh, it's not about you being a celebrity behind that podium. It's about what does that word have to say in regards of, of my life changing and people are looking for an honest conversation because when you're dealing with a real life situation, when you're dealing with cancer, when you deal with a loved one that's about to leave. You don't got time for a fairy tale, no hocus pocus. You need someone that's going to speak reality in your valley. So, um, that's why I believe some people are stepping away. It's because there's a loss of connection. We're keeping the story thousands of years ago. And what does that mean in 2023? Uh, what, what is God saying to my now? Uh, I know what he said then, but is he not speaking now? And, uh, I'll just leave it right there because, uh, that's a good question. Great question.
0: Hey, you gave a great synopsis of why, an answer to why people are leaving the church at record numbers. Now explain to us, what religion do you practice?
1: Great question. So, uh, I'm, I am non denominational. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a practicing Christian. I'm a follower of the teachings of, uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That means simply the Bible. I believe that he came, died, and he was resurrected on the 3rd day. I came out of a denomination, but since then we have in our ministry have decided to be non-denominational. And that simply means that some of the practices of that denomination we don't just hold to to some of those practices. Not nothing that it was necessarily wrong or anything of that nature. It was just our personal choice to step out, but we hold true and dear to the Bible teachings. And that's very important to us mm-hmm. because the Bible does call it the foundation. And so I believe that if you're gonna build a house, build a ministry, build family, build community, it starts with a solid foundation. And I believe that is the biblical teachings and not just some emotional uh, uh, hype in regards to someone's opinion of what they feel or what they think.
0: You make a great point about how you hold true to the bible teachings but i want you to explain to me as an individual who grew up in the in a christian family going to church every sunday especially when i was younger now that i'm older i see that there were so many different variations of the bible Mm. and there still are more variations of the bible that are continuing to come out people are debunking certain teachings that are in the bible there's people on social media like tiktok who are going out and covering the Bible and in the, in the Quran yeah. and talking to Christians and telling them about certain scriptures in the Bible and certain teachings and practices. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's the, the despicable and horrendous. And then yeah. they remove the covering. And it's like, well, this is actually the Bible. And everybody's all shocked. Can you explain to us, how are you so heavy set on teaching what's in the Bible knowing that it's been altered so many times?
1: Yeah, great question. So, you know, just because... The, the language of something may, uh, now go from English to Spanish doesn't take away its, its sincerity or purity. Just because someone speaks in a different dialogue doesn't mean what they're saying is off. Uh, from Hebrew to Greek, uh, uh, um, the, the language may vary as far as in how someone, uh, says the, the same word love. But it doesn't mean that it takes away from the essence of love or who God is. And I think that a lot of times what has transpired is that when we look at the Bible, we realize that when people try to study it, you start to see the truth in the scriptures from, from the history to locations, uh, to where it just wasn't the Bible. It was different backgrounds of cultures that took down history, but it's alluding to the same things that happened in the Bible. I believe, like anything, uh, you can have a a good thing, but the heart behind it can make it a little bit off. Mm. Uh, it's like marriage. Marriage can be a good thing, right? But you get married to the wrong man or the wrong woman, so that same individual could say marriage is horrible. It's stupid. It's dumb, right? You can get a, a president, right? You can think of having a president of government's a beautiful thing. You get the wrong person in there and it becomes corrupt, right? Putting uh, liens or taxes or putting uh, uh, pressure points on the people. All of a sudden, they hate the government. They hate that president. Why? Because it's the heart behind it. The heart behind the Bible is God, even though the 66 books of the Bible, over 30-plus men writing this story, it doesn't contradict itself. Who contradicts it is us, the people, because sometimes we don't understand the heart or the mind of God. And it's like the clay saying to the potter, what are you doing? That's what it says in Isaiah, like, God, what are you doing? I don't get it. And because I don't get it, it don't make sense. Mm. Because I don't get God doesn't mean that God is not making sense. I need to humble myself as a clay to say, listen, I'm looking to you. And the challenge with us sometimes is humanity, not everybody, but sometimes we know it all, but we're not willing to learn anything. So make this make sense for me. You say that even though the Bible has
0: been altered by different men, it's about the heart of God and knowing the heart of God. Yes, sir. How do you understand the heart of God while still saying Certain things in the Bible are true, even though they may not be true.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to say what is true, what is not true. When I mm-hmm. look at the, uh, the scriptures and you're talking about the deviation as far as, in, uh, uh, the literations as far as the scriptures, right? Uh, you, you have to look at, uh, and I don't want to go too far into this, but when, when they, when they wrote down the Bible, the Hebrew people, they wrote it down in a way that it had to be authenticated it just wasn't based off how i feel right these uh these scriptures these verses you could not add to it you could not take away from it because it would no longer be the word of god there were different versions you can have the english standard version you can have the uh csb christian standard uh bible you can have the king james version uh, you can have the King, uh, the new King James version, right? And all of these things may have a little slight variation of a word, but the heart of it, does it take away from it? Mm. So for instance, uh, one of the beliefs of the Christianity is that Jesus Christ came and he died and he rose again on the third day. People don't argue that there was a Jesus Christ. That's not the argument. There's not an argument. Some called him a prophet. That wasn't an argument. People outside of the Bible said, yes, there was a person named Jesus and some refer to him as the Christ. What the challenge comes is, did he get up on the third day or not? Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So some individuals, because they don't believe that, they may try to write them a version that says it doesn't exist. But because our faith and our belief is the eyewitnesses and over over 500 people that accounted for that, eyewitnesses, seen it, wrote, documented Just because someone may say, I don't believe in it and I'm going to write my own variation, that doesn't make that authentic. Does that make sense? Makes sense. And so we have to be careful of of just, and and I believe this, God is a God that leads us in the truth. And we pray, we open our heart and really want to know. The Bible says that the light will shine in darkness. It will come to really illuminate and people are looking for illumination they're looking for the truth Mm -hmm. and this is what scripture says how will they know without a preacher and how can he preach unless he's been sent Mm -hmm. that god will use a mouthpiece to warn to show He will send people in our lives. And sometimes we know, Bible even says that eternity is written in all of our hearts. So if we look at things in regards of what scripture says, based off somebody, how somebody feels, Jamie D., a lot of people, no matter what, they're looking for spiritualism, right? Mm. That even though they say they don't believe in God, but somehow they want to be spiritual. They don't believe in God, but yet they say that after life, after death, all of these things that the Bible said that eternity is written in their heart. How do you speak about something that you know nothing about, but yet you can you can open your mouth and write and make movies and draw to say, I don't believe in God, don't believe in all that. But why do you speak about something eternal when God said it's written in the hearts of all of us? Mm. So whether I'm serving him or not, I still say, I'll see you in the afterlife. Why? I don't even go to church. I don't even read my Bible. But the Bible said it was written in the heart. So there's some things, whether you believe it or not. Even the Bible says creation speaks about God. So when we look at science, we look at all these things, we look at the mountains, the stars, we look at the galaxies, the sun, the moon, even if I don't believe in God, I still have to say, how in the heck did it get here? Mm-hmm. There's something that has to draw me to say, listen, out of all my intelligence, there's something bigger than us. Was it just a big boom? And it was, <laughs> right. or was there, look, even in the studio right now, who made this microphone? Who made these seats? Mm. Who made this? Uh, all these buttons, these phones? Who made your shirt? Mm-hmm. Who made that pouch that you're wearing? Who made that ring that you got, that watch you got on? Behind everything that is made, there was somebody. But right. when it comes to the world, when it comes to the sun, to the star, we want to say it just was. Mm.
0: Okay. You, you better speak it then. <laughs> you better speak it. Listen, t- teach me today. <laughs> now, I want to know, how did you become a pastor?
1: Well, I ran. Okay, I ran. Let me let me just be honest with you. You ran? I, I was like Jonah, okay? <laughs> I was like Jonah. If you know Jonah, he, he ran. God mm-hmm. told him to do something and he ran the total opposite way. I grew up in church and um, I just did, I respected my dad and my mom in ministry, but I didn't want it mm-hmm. because I saw the service uh, of what a preacher and a pastor would go through of doing for folks that weren't appreciative. And I was good. I was good. I was like, I would rather, yeah, make, I, don't want that. I would rather make money, <laughs> right. right? And you don't have to appreciate it, but I'm still making money, right? You're doing, you're, you're sacrificing, you're leaving, you're staying up late at night, you're going to hospitals, you're going to prisons, and there's individuals that would do better and act like you never existed. I didn't want nothing to do with it, right? Um, you know, I feel like there's other people, let them preach, let these songwriters write songs. I'm good. There's movies that talk about, I'm good. You don't need another. And then uh, honestly, I felt like my life was, I've been through so much, right. That you had to be a perfect person to be able to speak about this holy, wonderful God. So for me, I was like, man, I'm good. I'm straight. I'm trying to be in the NBA. I'm 6'5. Ah. I, I obviously didn't work out. I'm, right. I'm up here drinking Red Bull and eating mentors, okay? So
0: <laughs> So what what makes you a credible pastor
1: in, in in your space? Well, I I wouldn't you, you said that, okay? So I didn't say I, I make myself an incredible pastor. You said I it. I didn't say it. You said this, okay? I said it. But so this is what I would say. I I because I said yes to God, um, because I said yes to him. That makes me an effective pastor. Mm. I don't want to boast of myself. I believe that by being obedient to God and doing what God has given us to do, it could be as simple as helping someone out. There was some, you know, someone's in your heart. You gave them a call. How you doing? just want to take you out. Let's go sit down. Let's go talk. How you been, man, since you've been transitioned, It could be something as simple as that, the obedience of that. But it was understanding the seriousness of people that these are people that's a grown man over there. That's a grown woman over there. They have children. They just got married and they don't know what they're doing. They just lost a loved one and they're going through a cycle. They have no idea how to get out of it. Please get out of the way of thinking that you know everything as a person and give them these holy scriptures and pray that God will give you a word for their now season. So effective.
0: Okay, I don't so want to put the word "not credible."
1: Yeah, no, I did, not okay. You know, because I let God do all of that. But effective, I wanted to be an effective pastor. I didn't mm. want to just be up there just being, "Oh yeah, yeah, preach." Uh, you can turn it off, turn it on. I know where he'll be next week, mm. right? I wanted to be a person that 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 God, if you called me, you called me to have a love for people, and sometimes you're loving people that don't love you back. Facts. You're, do, you're Listen, doing for folks. you facts. Come, you, <laughs> come on, somebody. Really, you really are loving on people that don't even love you back. Matter yep. of fact, you're telling people the truth, and this is what I found. Some people like to tell people, "I'm just keeping it real." I'm talking about t- talking about truth. You're telling somebody in truth to saying, "Hey, if you keep going this way, it's a dead end. You could mm. possibly fall off this cliff, mm. and they could cuss you out, get mad. You don't know yep. me. You're being judgmental. No, 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 no." Well, well, I was judgmental saying, hey, you're about to fall off a cliff going this way. That's called love. That's Mm -hmm. called, listen, I'm just loving on you. That's all. If I didn't love you, I would say, keep on going and I hope you fall off that cliff. But because I love you, I say something to warn you. It's kind of like the parent, the parent that loves the child. I say, baby, uh -uh, don't touch that stove. No, 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 no. no. The stove is hot, baby. You're saying it because you love. I was disciplined growing up. When I was disciplined, my dad was from Memphis, Tennessee. That brother's Ooh. big. He Ooh. used to get the switches, the belt. Oh, come, come on, somebody. Oh, yeah. I, and Let's I'm, talking talk, about yeah, it. Yeah, Look, yeah. my yeah.
0: parents listening, so I can't attest to nothing. Come on, parents, <laughs> you, you did a great job. I, I can't, I can't attest to oh, nothing. because oh, they, they get on me still. They, the they got you too. They got you They got me more than one. Let me tell you that. I don't want to <laughs> say nothing <laughs> because my, my mama in the comments. Come <laughs> on in. <there. laughs> now, real quick, if you are all just now tuning in, we have Pastor Ramon Church. Pastor Ramon Jones here, who is the pastor for Restoration Church Las Vegas, and we're talking about everything church, modern day culture, media, and more. I really want to ask you this because we're going to take a quick break. I want to take a step back because okay. we were talking about how you got into your space and, yes, and and being a pastor. And you said you were running from it at first, but you never told me what made you accept that faith and yeah. you become a pastor.
1: Yeah, well, it what what my heart, my life was getting hard. You know, so many times you ask God, what is my purpose for being here? Why am I here? Right. Everything that w- exists, there's a why. There's a why. That that water right now, there's a reason for it being there to, to quench your thirst. And a lot of times, God, why are we here? Is Was life created for me to just get bills and have to figure out how to pay it off? mm was life <laughs> was life about just getting a bigger house and cars? Right. You mean to tell me that was the mastermind of God? Mm-hmm. Was just to figure out how we can get houses, cars, get bills, and then die. And then somebody got to figure out how to pay your funeral? Come on. Right. Or to get on a certain platform. That was God's masterful purpose and intention of my life and right. your life? No. God, what is it? I wanna know. And it came to a place of where I begin to see God and say, God, I just wanna know what it is. And I'll never forget. Uh, I knew by praying, just asking that it was coming. And I went to a church service and I went to go get prayer. And the, pa- and the elder that was uh, preaching, he said, as he went to pray for me, there is something that God called you to do. And I looked at him and I was about to lie. And at the time, I was going to say, I was going to marry my wife. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm, Not that, that
0: was your calling. And
1: I, fa- <laughs> right, and I fell down in the presence of God. I was I was literally about to fix my mouth to lie and say I'm supposed to marry her, which I did. But that's what that's what I was going to tell him. But that right. wasn't it. It was in that moment I knew truth that I had to verbalize the truth that was in my heart. I said, "I'm supposed to preach the gospel, <laughs> of Jesus." And right. I fell out crying. Right. And in that moment, I knew that this whole time I had been keeping silent. What was speaking loud? In my heart
0: Okay Listen I love that Hey if you're just now Tuning in We have Pastor Ramon Jones In the studio This is a conversation About everything Church, media And more You can join the conversation By calling into 702-221-7283 It's not just him and I It's us as a community So please call in again At 702-221-7283 You're now tuned Into the Jamie D Show Live on KSHP and 1400 And 107.1 FM
1: Italian ice. Philly Freeze Me Italian ice, also known as water ice, is 100% authentic Italian ice made with authentic recipes and fresh ingredients. Philly Freeze Me is also vegan. Try a single flavor or mix it up and taste test multiple flavors like watermelon and cotton candy or strawberry lemonade and mango. It can be adult friendly with alcohol infused flavors. Two area locations open until 8 p.m. every day. Follow Philly Freeze Me on social media at Philly Freeze Me or online at PhillyFreezeMe.com.
2: You mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, to get more information on all of your options. TTY users, call one 877 486 My goal is to ensure that all of your healthcare needs are met. Call me for an appointment at 725-249-4994. That number again is 725-249-4994.
0: what's up what's up what's up welcome back to the jamie d show live on kshp am 1400 and 107.1 fm we are having an amazing thursday here in las vegas nevada the sun is shining we have god in the studio today in the presence of just spiritual positivity we now have pastor ramon jones who is live in studio he's also the pastor of restoration church in las vegas nevada coming up on his 23rd anniversary of marriage with his wife this 17th of June has a 18 year old daughter and 17 year old son so just a wonderful gracious and amazing family as well as amazing pastor we're happy to have you here Pastor Ramon Jones if you're just now tuning in we have been talking about why he became a pastor what makes him a effective pastor not a credible pastor but an effective pastor how he said yes to God and more And why millennials are at an increasingly high rate leaving the church. Now, we left off on you telling us your story about what made you accept being a pastor and how you got to know God and so on. I want to know how can a regular person get to know God?
1: Yeah, I think it's in spaces like you're creating right here is the dialogue for people to hear. I believe in all of us, we're seeking you know, uh, whether we were brought up in a church or had a friend that went to church, whatever the case may be, I believe it's just simply being honest and saying sometimes is, I think a lot of people from church get afraid when people question the Bible or God. But I believe God is big enough to, to withstand the questions of humanity. Mm. And sometimes it could be a simple God, if you're real. If you're really real, show yourself to me. Mm. I believe that in the sincerity of the heart of that person, God will reveal himself. It it may be through it's I've seen people in dreams. They've yeah. they've uh it been car accidents. I've seen people that have near death experiences that they said in their experience that they knew that uh, that this was not the life they wanted to continue down or the path, and they wanted mm-hmm. to change. They weren't trying to be deep. They weren't trying to be super spiritual. They just came to that fork in the road, and God revealed himself to them, just like he's done over and over in time in the story of Saul on the road to Damascus to go kill Christians. He was going to kill Christians. He thought he was in God's will. He thought, I'm doing God's will. And the Bible says God stopped him on the road to Damascus and said, Saul, Saul, why are you fighting against me? Mm. Because sometimes we could think we're in his will, but actually be fighting his will. And nobody wants to be against God if we were to say we want to be for him and with him. And so I believe you say, hey... Even in this moment, God, if you're real, I hear this guy talking. I'm not gonna even call him past. He's just Ramon to me. He's just some guy on the radio. But even in that, that's okay. I'm not intimidated by that. Whether you call me Ramon Jones or whatever that guy's name is, it doesn't. That that's okay. The truth of the matter is, if you're really seeking, ask him. Mm -hmm. Why not? What are you afraid of? What if he does show himself to you? I mean, some people are afraid to have to not be who they want to be. You make a great
0: point about will, and let's get into that. What does free will really mean in respects to God and his will for us?
1: Ah, oh, That's a deep question, man. That's let's a great question. Okay, so God has his will for humanity. So when God created the heavens and earth and he created humanity, if we go to that, right, uh, God created all of this in six days according to scriptures, all right. Let's just say this, everything is true. I believe it. Let's just say, let's just go with me. If this is the case, God created humanity to be fruitful and to multiply, to work, to work. Work is not a bad thing. Work is productivity, right? God didn't create us to be lazy. So somebody just sitting on the, uh, the couch that got the capabilities that, that is just collecting a check because they just choose to be lazy. That is not God's will. Oop. Okay. Oop. All right. Mm. So, so if you, if, so if you are with a man, And he's sitting on the couch choosing not to work. And he got the capabilities or the abilities to do it. You need to check because one scripture says a man that don't work should not eat. You should stop cooking the meals. You should stop preparing him meals as if he is worthy of his labor. Come on, somebody. He did not work to get what he's eating. Listen, you
0: need to talk to these different podcasters out here. Come on, somebody. Cause okay. People are out
1: here arguing about that every day. So, I, so again, if something helping somebody, they fail, something legitimate, then I understand. But I'm saying you have the abilities. There's nothing wrong with you. All your faculties are operative. You need to get up and you know you need to go be productive. Okay, moving on. We have. We have a will. My being a parent, my, my wife, my beautiful wife of, of 23 years, and, and I know she's watching. Girl, you're fine. You know you're fine. I, <laughs> I'll give you two in a second. Yes, l- we love l- to listen, hear it. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> 23 years, man. Okay. Speaking on the 17th of June. We've been through hell and high water. We wrote a book, Journey to Here. Beautiful, oh, really? beautiful. Oh, man, it tells that. our story. It goes behind the transparency, behind the veil, so to speak, behind uh, in the bones mm-hmm. of the cemetery of our life, but to the resurrection of the power of love. Now, in our family, my daughter's 18, my son is 17. They, like right now, they're at home. They have, they can do whatever they choose to do, but they know there are ground rules Mm. for my home. Okay. Okay? So within those ground rules, they have free will. Okay. They get to enjoy, they can be playing music right now, they can be dancing, they can be doing all things. But if they start inviting people over... If they're throwing footballs in the house, there have been some ground rules that have been established. Okay. God has set some ground rules for humanity, okay? For us in relationships, God has set some ground rules of how to take care of our bodies. I don't want to even get into that because <laughs> then I would be- uh, Please don't get canceled. I got to- I got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Better myself. Okay, That's yeah. the point of you being here.
1: <laughs> but, okay, let's just let's stick with that. God has yeah. set some ground rules in that we have free will. Okay. Okay? We can be free within God's will. So a lot of times we look at God's laws as far as, and this is horrible. Okay? There's laws in our land, right? That in certain school zones, when school is in session, you drive so fast. Okay? You have free will. You can go 12 if it says 15. You can go 10 if it says 15. But if you go 20, 25, the, the, the law is reinforced. And what happens is we get mad. At the law being enforced by God is because we took our free will to disobey the law that He put mm. in place.
0: Well, let's, let's tackle that real quick before you you go any further. How does God enforce His laws? Ah, because I, I I personally I personally would say does He maybe He enforces His laws through other people because I, I I've seen the consequences of my own actions, but it's come because of other
1: people. Okay. So what do you mean that by me. that? What do you mean by so that? So
0: let's say, for example, if I if I go in my head, I know, okay, cool. I'm rushing to work. Now I'm interviewing you. That's okay. cool. I got you. I, I'm gonna speak my honest truth. Let's this this doesn't happen. You know, not gonna work. <laughs> but let's say I'm rushing to work and okay. I'm in a school zone. It's 15, but I know I gotta get to work. This is my livelihood. So I'm going 25. Yes. And in my my heart and my soul it says, do not do this, Jamie. Don't do it. But my free will says, no, I, I gotta do it. I gotta do yes. it. Yes. And now here, ring, real. Would you say that's the enforcement of God because he told you can in be. your body,
1: don't do it, and you took your free will and did it anyway? And can be, exactly, can be. So who 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 disciplines you? The Bible says children obey your parents, okay? You disobey, it's reinforced by us, but it's according to God's word. We're not just disciplining you because we got nothing better to do. We're disciplining because why? It's helping discipline you. Right. Because we want to discipline you. So the police officer is not whooping you upside your head. Sometimes right. I do. Because we, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's, that's a whole, not- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we pray, we pray for everybody. Huh? Hello. Uh, uh, the truth of the matter is, yes, yes, there was times when the children of Israel were disobeying, outright defying God. And God said, I allowed them to come in and to win the victory over you because of your disobedience. Right. Because God was teaching them, you can keep going against me because you have free will, but I'm going to show you where it gets you being disobedient and okay. defying me. God does not make laws to say, I'm going to restrict you from having fun and enjoying life. God gives laws out of love mm-hmm. so we can enjoy life. Okay. Does it make sense? Take away all laws. Then what's right? What's wrong? Maybe too much chaos. If, if I, if chaos. why so So actually a law is a good thing. Okay. Dependent on the heart of the person that established it. Okay. If God established it, it's all out of love. Everything He does, any any parent that really disciplined their child, it wasn't because you hurt you hated them. And I hope this hurts you because I just don't I got a problem with you. You did it because you said, and they use my, my my parents would say this. I don't know about your parents. This hurts me more than it hurts you. And I'm sitting there oh, like to be honest, my parents do that. I'd be irritated with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stop lying to me. This hurts me more than it hurts you.
1: Liar. Now, physically, <laughs> physically, physically, it does hurt us more on the exterior, but emotionally, it hurts a parents to know that they're seeing a child cry. Mm-hmm. It hurts them to know that their child is like, "Oh man, you're looking at me like I'm, I'm a villain," and that's not true. I'm doing this because I love you, okay. and God is not sitting there trying to hurt us. He said, "I." He put these things in place so we can have life. I hear you. This is if you don't work. If you don't work, weeds will grow. And then it will end up killing the life. So mm. the very thing that I'm putting and established for you to grow and experience life, you're killing it mm. by your disobedience. You're killing the family. You're killing your own community. I put some things to be healthy. I put some things, dialogue, communication, forgiving, all of these that kills a person. It, statistics have proven people that hold grudges, that 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 hold bitterness. Their they their physical body begins to deteriorate. Yeah, God said forgive. We choose to not. Well, they don't deserve it. I ain't, yeah. so so by law you're you're killing yourself. Mm. You're becoming emotional, depressed. You're becoming down and weighted by what you were never meant to carry. Understand? I hear you. I I, I want you to dive deep into.
0: This, because you said that there's laws and disobeying God and how there's consequences and your actions have to face those consequences. Do you believe that there's levels to
1: sins or are all sins created equal? Well, for the sake of time, all of us have sinned. Mm. Okay. So uh, before someone looks at one sin and what we do is sometimes we want to, because if we are as a person are not doing what somebody else is doing, we're quick to want to throw stones at them. In one text, uh, a woman was caught in the uh, in the midst of adultery. The religious leaders came to Jesus and says, the law says that a person that is doing this in the committing adultery should be stoned to death. That's mm. the law. But again, the one that established the law out of love says, okay, that's right, but you without sin, you cast the first stone. Say it again. You without sin, you throw the first stone. Make that make sense. I'm confused. Okay. Jesus was saying to them, you're right. She committed adultery. But if you never sinned, if you never sinned, then then you you, you have the right to take the stone and kill her. So what he's saying is you all are trying
0: to place judgment on this individual while you all also should be facing judgment as well. Correct.
1: Mm. And because of that, the Bible said they all walked away. What we do is we try to take the place of God as if we Mm -hmm. never did. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem with a lot of individuals that come to church, or what you said, millennials. Mm-hmm. And I love the church, okay? The church is a beautiful thing. But what happens is, it's the individuals, if we're not careful, will act like we never did mm-hmm. and make somebody else. And that's else why they turned away, because they got they got d- exposed. And they got exposed. But they know, mm-hmm. I know you though. Know. Mm-hmm. I've seen your dirt. Mm-hmm. I've heard your story. Mm-hmm. You never share that, but you want to blast us. Let's talk about this real quick, because you're talking about how People blast other people
0: without trying to get blasted themselves. Sure. We see that a lot on social media, especially in different blogs, the shade room, neighborhood talking, baller alert. <laughs> I, I want to... You're laughing. <laughs> but you know I'm right. I, I want to talk about millennials now. And I want to talk about people like me because I am a millennial. Okay. And what we consider to be fun, what we can be consider to be the social norm, what we consider to be just a way of life, we think is harmless, but... I think, and I'm using these words specifically, I think it's against God's will. I'm not sure. So I want you to explain this to me because this is me asking for help. This is me asking you to explain this to me as a millennial because I want to make sure that I'm walking in my righteous truth. I go to clubs. Uh I've, I've had frivolous sexual moments. I, I've never adulterated anything because I've never been married or in a right, relationship right, right, but right. like that. But I, I do drink. I, I don't do any drugs. I don't smoke. And when I do drink, it's only socially, literally only socially. But- that's the life that I was told is like fun, it's
1: cool, and I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I don't do it, Monday, I do Sunday. Right. I don't. Right. But when I do do it, I have a good time. Is that wrong? That's a great question because, like you said, to someone's truth, that truth is right. To that person, that's right. Uh, to what they've seen, their upbringing, they're in their home, right? That's been their standard as far as in that was socio okay. It's like the story of the mother that cut, uh, the ham in half and the daughter says, Mom, why'd you cut the ham in half? She goes, you know what? I don't, uh, let me call you, let me call your grandmother. She calls grandmother, grandma, Mom, why, why do we cut the ham in half? And she goes, well, I cut the ham in half, baby, because I didn't have a pot big enough to put the ham in. She says, but why are you cutting the ham in half? Mm. She looked at, she just smiled and shook her head because she was doing what mom did without questioning what mom has done. A lot of times in our upbringing, we do what we've seen. And that's just our parents become our teachers. Our aunts and uncles become our teachers. Now our social uh, people that are popular that got the mic. They yeah. become the influence. They're, mm-hmm. they're called influencer for a reason. Why? What does influence do? It, it impacts my thinking. And if you if you get to my thinking, you're going to impact my behavior. The reason why I do what I do is got to be traced back to my thinking. So who am I allowing to feed my thoughts and my heart? Does that make sense? Yeah. So when we get to, hey, is this and this and this and this is wrong, I don't like to go down check marks of, okay, this, this, and this. this. My first thing would be, Jane, this is this is, if you're in a relationship with somebody, If you're in a true, authentic relationship with somebody, let's say, man, that girl is bad. Mm -hmm. You say, man, she's bad. What? What? uh, Michael Jackson? Now she's bad, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. right. Are you going to do everything you can to seek to honor and please her, or are you going to just say, this is just the way I am? Well, I don't care. I don't care, and I don't care. Or is there a mutual relationship to say, hey, what? What does offend you, and and what is? What am I willing to give up for this relationship? Right to work. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what I found out, and I'll say this, oh, because man, I was, I, I used to smoke. I used to get high. I used to drink, get drunk. I used to do right. all those things. You think you did? Oh yeah. Oh, that's why. That's You're why. The truth? We ain't got. We ain't got time to go uh, on all of your oh, oh, shows wow. almost over. We gotta bring you back. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. The, our journey to oh, here wow. is because of things that I failed.
0: And the, I, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I don't mean to cut you off, but please. I did not expect you to tell me that.
1: Why? I, I felt. I felt. I felt. I'm gonna
0: tell you the truth. I felt very disrespectful telling telling you my truth. Why? And I felt weird because I, for me, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care to be judged by you. I'm not. Not. I don't care. I'm not worried if I'll be judged by you. I'm not worried if I'll be judged by anybody else because I, I. I. I'm in a space now where I don't care. Right. And I don't mean I don't care like in a disrespectful sure, sure. way. What I mean is like I don't care because I know that I want to seek betterness for sure. myself. So, I, like, I my friends, my there's people on live right now, because this is why you see me looking at the computer. I'm commenting live on our YouTube. They're like, hey, he has me in a chokehold. Everything he's saying is 100% accurate in my life. Right now, people are saying yes, preaching, all these things. And some of these people I know in real life. And I tell yeah. them, like, hey, why are you going to the doctor and not telling them that you had a frivolous sexual right. yesterday? Why are you going to this place right. and not being honest with that person? So, I don't care to lie about that because I want to seek truth. Right. But I felt weird saying it because I wasn't sure if it was going to
1: Dang, no, because you think we're going, going to be judgmental. Maybe, maybe and that's the problem, okay. that you think okay. I'm going to be judgmental. You're so a pastor. I, okay. you think, see, I'm working through this with you. You think I got I'm stones this in my hand okay. to be able to throw it at you. Okay. This is why Jesus became the ultimate high priest. Okay. But because before people would go to the priest, they would say, hey, this is my struggle. This is what's going on. So they got this element that that priest is so close to God. Mm-hmm. He he really doesn't. Un- no, no, no. The Bible was very clear that Jesus was tempted in all points like we yeah. All points means in lust, pride. He was tempted in all of these areas. The Bible said, but he didn't sin. I don't have that testimony. I was tested with uh, with women, failed. I was tested with uh getting high, failed. I was tested with getting drunk, driving. I don't, please, uh, please understand this. I was in a horrible place. There was times that I was struggling with suicide, I'm sorry to hear that. So mental challenges, things of the nature, molested in my teenage state of, of being. So when it comes to where when you're talking about, God, am I I don't know if I can fit the bill of preaching this holy Bible mm-hmm. until this holy love captured my heart. Okay. Does that make sense? I understand. And I realized God told me one thing in prayer. He said, operate in truth. You want to know the truth? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what it meant to be a husband. Okay, because I've seen husbands, but I've seen a lot of people walk away from their wives. Yeah, three or four times, divorce removed. Mm. I didn't know what it meant to be a, a, a an effective dad because I've seen men taking care of their children but not living in the same place. Mm. I've seen men being hard on their sons but not loving them. Mm. So I, I was scared that if I'd be too hard, but what if I really want to give them a hug? Okay, I had to ask God to help me through the transition of these moments, and God did just that. Hmm. He's not a God that comes to beat us up and beat us down. Matter of fact, if the Bible is true, He's so holy and loving, he doesn't want us to go to a place that was never reserved for us. Mm. He wants us all to be what we have trapped in our heart, eternity. He wants us all to be back in relationship with us, and that's why he came and died. I believe he came and died on the cross and got up on the third day, that we can all have an access back into the right place, because really... Some of my struggles, even though it's my truth, it's my reality, it still doesn't mean that he's pleased with it. Right. Just like my children, there's things they do I'm not pleased with, but I still love them. understand. And some people get mixed up that God is not pleased, that God does not love. No, we do that. Okay. You offend us, we're done with you. You, 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 you don't, you don't, uh, you don't comply with me. I throw you away. I, you get, get out of my circle. Delete you out of my phone. God doesn't do that. God is love and his love pursues you. Even when you say, get off me, God, get off me. Don't touch me again. God, don't pursue me. He continues to come after you, to love on you and say, listen, I'm appreciative that you're Mm -hmm. being honest with where you're at. But listen, if we're gonna do this, you're gonna have to receive my love. So I would say before anybody starts going down checklists, but I do, I do this, I would say start with just embracing the love. Okay. The love factor changes everything. Cause this is what I found out, Jamie D. I'm gonna be honest with you. Some things I did to get high was cause I was trying to escape the pain. That's Mm -hmm. just me. I'm not talking to nobody else. I don't, I don't, I don't do that for that reason. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, okay. I'm not judging you, but I, but, I don't do that for I'm, that reason. so for me, so, I did, yeah.
1: and I wanted to get to a place. That what was said, the thing. Yeah. I wanted to get to a place of feeling good. Mm-hmm. When that love, okay, that part, yeah. When but... that love got in my heart, yeah. I realized I got to a place without that.
0: Oh, okay. Now, ugh, please don't make me cry live on my show. It's my third day <laughs> on my own show. Listen, I, I
1: it's, it sucks, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm getting loud because it's the preacher no, I appreciate I it. I appreciate it. Listen, I appreciate
0: it. No, so no, no. I would love to have you back on we don't have that much time left and i have just a few more minutes and i want to reserve it for this part because this this is something that i woke up feeling really strong in my heart this morning and it's a two-part question do you believe the power of prayer
1: really works yeah okay i do and i'll tell you why because when i was doing all those things my mom mm-hmm. was praying for me okay in the church and the more she prayed it seemed like the worse i got um and and now my mom passed away six years ago Sorry to hear that. from cancer, okay. but she got to see her son preaching mm-hmm. and pastoring and see her prayers answered. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily that he would be pastoring. It was that God touched my baby because mm-hmm. I see him going down a path that, that is destructive. Mm-hmm. That is not what I believe is your will for his life. Mm-hmm. She didn't know the detail of what it should be for my life. She just knew that can't be what you created right. him for was to be on a destructive path right uh that you put some creativity you put some things in him and now for her to see uh before she left to see me loving my wife to mm-hmm. see our marriage healed to see me being the father it was an answer to prayer. i believe in the power of her absolutely love that. i love that. absolutely thank you so much for
0: telling me tell me that because i really need to hear that can i ask you one of the biggest favors ever absolutely do you think you can pray for me and my family and my show live on air right now Absolutely. Uh, I personally have been working to be in this pos- position for over eight years now. And I want to have security, longevity, peace, happiness, success, and power in this role. Because as an African-American man, I feel like it's this would never have happened to me or, or for me. And even being here, I feel like I've had a lot of challenges. And I just really want to – I feel like this is my true calling from God. And I, I would love if we could pray over that, my, my show and my Absolutely. family, if we could do that.
1: Absolutely. Right now? Yeah. God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for this opportunity to be on this show. Thank you for Jamie D. You knew that the invitation, you knew what I would say. You knew what was in my heart and who needed to listen to it today. This was because this gentleman stopped and said, I would love to have you on the show. I pray that you, I know that you send people in uh, certain spaces of life. Everybody can't go on certain doors but you have raised certain individuals to get behind certain doors, to meet with certain individuals. And so I'm praying that when you put him there, God, may he never forget who allowed him to be promoted. And that came from you. And so I pray that he honors you. I pray that he uses his creativity to the best of his ability. And that as he opens doors for others, continue to give him the longevity that he needs, give him the strength and the grace, bless his family, Bless those that are in his circle, God. Strengthen them that they will give him good wisdom, godly wisdom, not selfish insight, but godly wisdom that he may be productive. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much
0: for that. I'm about to cry. I really appreciate you having for having you on today. I appreciate you for being here and yes, being able to have you on on the show. This has been an amazing day. I would love to have you on for part two, love three, you, four, God. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> you all have been listening to me, Jamie D., and Pastor Ramon Jones, who is the pastor for Restoration Church here in Las Vegas. Again, we're still trying to give away this 50-minute free massage, courtesy of him. If you ever want to call into the show, the number is 702-221-7283. It was an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Thank you so much. You are wonderful. Um, And before we head out,
1: I just wanted you to just let the audience know how can they reach you if they to Yeah, you can reach us at Restoration Church on Facebook, N.V., You can, uh, we're on Instagram or all those things, Restoration Church NV. You can also go to to MuchTheNumberToSay.com. My wife and I have some beautiful blogs when it comes to marriages, singles, all those wonderful things. We are straightforward, nothing hidden. All shots are fired on that platform. Again, that's MuchTheNumberToSay.com. Love that. This is the Jamie D. Show live on KSHP, AM 1400
0: and 107.1 FM. See you tomorrow.